existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. Due to the uh, extremely high volume of compliments we got on our shows about nothing, we're doing another one. Yay! And the fact that uh, we're doing two in one weekend and we didn't have time to watch or read or listen to anything between last night and tonight, today. No, I, just listening to Hamilton twice took up uh, two whole weeks for me, so... Um. Yeah, we actually did, you know, we did get more uh, Facebook comments on one of our Nothing episodes than we've gotten in a long time, which was one by Michael Morris. Two. Two by two. Michael Morris. Yeah, that's true, because he replied He's, as well. The first, oh, he replied and then he made a separate unrelated comment. Uh, the first comment was, never do this again. And then uh, we replied and said, okay, we won't. And then he replied and said, good, I'm glad. Otherwise, I would have taken you off of my podcast list. And then uh, unrelated to that comment, he said, I hate both of you. So I feel that that is positive reinforcement, and that's why we're doing it again. Yeah, I, I see it as a win for us um, because we're getting involved with the community. Mm-hmm. The community of Michael Morris, who is at Pride today, I would imagine. Uh, San Francisco Pride taking place as we record this. But come on, isn't everyday San Francisco Pride really? You know what I'm saying? Is that a lion joke? A lion joke? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. The, a, like a pride of lions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other cities have bears. We have lions for our, our gay men. They're proud and fierce. Just it's like, like when uh, you see a, Simba. R- is, it, is that that r- fucker's name? A really good-looking guy at the bar you go up to and say, I ain't lion. Yep. I ain't lion. Oh, I don't know what to rhyme with that. Uh... I ain't lying. You don't even look like you're trying. But I was spying something with my eye in your pants. Yeah, that's how it goes. Usually, I think. I've never actually gone to gay bars. How do they choose when when Pride is? Is it just because it's nice out this time of year? Well, I think it's like... Well, I don't know when Gay Pride Month started as a thing um but it's you know it's gay pride month so i think it's just sometime in in uh june is it related to when when the thing at stonewall happened or is it just you don't know i'm gonna go out, out on a limb and say yes okay i hope uh, that limb doesn't break and that's our gay uh spoken word moment for this week we'll have one of those every week you're and welcome let's gays Let's talk about another minority group, white males. Oh, so persecuted in our society today. Don't you mean prosecuted? Because whites are mostly criminals. That's true. Oh, man, we have more more criminals in jail per uh, square inch of land than any other country, and they are almost exclusively white. That's one thing you should know about America. That's what Trump's trying to change. Throw some more Mexicans in there, people of color. I'm still not convinced that Trump isn't just 
fooling everybody. He doesn't really want to run for president. He just wants to sell his his products. Yeah, no, I'm not convinced of that either. I'm not. Convinced. Of course, on the other hand, the fact that lots of his sponsors dropped out makes me wonder if that's a, a very good thing to be convinced of. Well, I think I think maybe it started out that way, but I mean, at this point, it's just feeding his ego, which is all yeah. he wants. So it's I think he would take the job if he got it. Oh, of course, and he would, and the Trump name would just go up, so people would like staying at Trump hotels. Yeah, he would probably turn the White House into a, a Trump property. The Trump House. Yeah, just buy it outright, and then uh, and then lose all his money on it. You know what is shocking to me, and it really shouldn't be, that there are groups on Facebook that are outwardly racist in the ways that you think are just jokes, but they are not joking. I, they I, would say things like. Well, they call it a White House for a reason, and they are not joking. That it, is shocking to me, and it shouldn't be. I well, it's shocking to me too because, like, a lot of the times when I read, whenever I come across some like really racist comment like that, I'm like, oh, this is this is somebody um, making fun of racism, but it's not. Right. Yeah. No. no, you're like, oh shit, this shit exists in 2016, and it's the same with like uh, misogyny and stuff, you know, like for. For a while, I was like, well, this younger generation, at least, you know, they don't have these fucking hangups and, and it's going to get better. But then you read, like, you know, Twitter comments and shit, and you're like, oh, no, there's plenty of young people who feel this way. Still. Yeah, and I, I'm i not as shocked by the misogyny because that's more mainstreamed. Just the uh, racism is just so out there, and it's, it's like – I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just not as shocked by one than the other. Yeah, no, that is true. I mean, misogyny has been mainstream forever. Racism went underground, but I think it's, yeah, the internet has definitely let you see that there are these people still out there that you thought were like relics of the past. Um, but yeah, I thought Archie Bunker died in 1982, but he's still alive. Nope, that was just comments. Edith. Oh, and she wasn't racist. Nope. That's, that's... Yeah, if ever there was a uh, metaphor for America, it was Edith Bunker dying. I, I'm not maybe as surprised as you because I was in the army, and uh, I came, I got, you know, I came into contact with people from all over this great land of ours, um, and also the not great parts of this land, the flyover states. Uh, so. I think I told you, probably at some point, um, there was this dude in basic training who was like, people say dumb as a rock, I would say dumber than a rock, whatever that is, but he was from Arkansas, which all the worst people were that I met in the army, um, and he said, uh, he was like, he was like, I'd never seen any black people in person before, I'm like, dude, what the fuck, I was like, you know, how is that possible, he was like, Oh, you know, I live, it's a pretty small town um, where I come from, and uh, and maybe, he didn't use this word, but he's like, and, you know, maybe that effigy hanging from a rope in the in the town square kept him out. I was like, are you fucking, Jeez. I mean, he, he was too dumb to be making a joke, so. Right. And this was in the at 90s, least, so. He didn't, at least, he didn't sound um, cruel, he just was not exposed to it, so no. that's good. Yeah, no. He he's fine. I'm sure he, I'm sure he's a civil rights leader now. Uh, yes, and the Stonewall riots were June, 
June twenty eighth. Oh, we're back to the we're back to the, that minority. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we're switching minorities. It's the minority episode. Or as some people would say, the minority report. Some people might. Hey, did that show last or is it gone? Do you know? The the which uh, the I think it's gone. Okay, yeah, I. The the one where it was like the extension of the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. It was pretty good. It wasn't great, but it was okay. It was okay. But it seems like. Yeah. Fox science fiction shows don't last. No, every once in a while one slips by, like the X Files or Fringe. But mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part. And if they do last, sometimes they're ruined. Like Sleepy Hollow. Next season does not include the. The woman, she's gone. She's dead. What? You know that, right? Did you watch it? What? So I didn't Hollow? watch it. Yeah. No, I didn't. We we gave up but on it. I gave up before you did. And the finale of the whatever this current season was had the the, the co-star dying. Wait, the main woman? Yes. 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 Well, why would I even watch it again then? Exactly. She's so gonna we'll come just... back. It's Sleepy Hollow. She's gonna come back as a demon, and then she'll get uh. No, she went off the show. So it wasn't. Oh, she wasn't was like plot. This show sucking dick. Now, <laughs> yeah. I don't think she used those words. Oh well, I mean, you know, I know inside Hollywood, and that's kind of how they talk. But whatever. Speaking of inside Hollywood, we got uh, H. We got these like super cheap magazine subscriptions, which I guess everybody can now because magazines are dying. But uh, one of them that we picked was Variety. That thing is, like, so inside Hollywood. I'm reading, I'm like, I don't even know who any of these people are. Well, not only that, but they have their own language. They do, yeah. It's. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not as hip as I thought I was. It's still fun to read, though. Yeah, and I, I imagine after you read it for a couple months, you'll pick up the own language and yeah, you start talking. Yeah, the lingo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm hip, I'm hip. Ah, the Stonewall Riots. Well, all right, here's my idea for this episode of Something to Do. Oh. All right. One of us will pick a topic, just whatever. It could be anything. We'll look up the Wikipedia page, and uh, then we'll click on the first linkable thing in there, and then just keep doing that and go down a Wikipedia rabbit hole, see where it leads us. So we can start with one thing, and we'll see where we end up. That's fun, and we'll just talk about each thing. It's not like we're just going to click and not talk about it. Oh, uh, well, that's what to... I thought, yeah. But, you know, I guess we might as well talk about it. That makes so sense. So you just want to keep clicking on links and saying, this is where I'm at now, and then click again? Yeah, click I wasn't going but... to tell people where we were at. I was just going to do it. But I think well, your that's... idea has more merit. So, so when we, when your idea, we would just do it without saying anything. It would just be all the listeners would hear were clicks. Yeah, it'd be silent reading time. Well, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought that would be cool because we've all gone down uh, Wikipedia rabbit holes before, I think. Yeah, and it I is, think it's fun. Yeah, it can be fun where you end up. Um, but so you're saying just take the first link, no matter what it is. No matter what it is, and, the, and do okay. that for every page, yeah. What's going to be fun is when we have a debate about what the actual first link is. Oh, yeah, that will be fun. I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious in most cases, but why not? Hey, why? I'm on this uh, Wikipedia page for the Stonewall Riots. It's over on the side, on the right-hand side, it gives me coordinates. What the fuck? It's uh, my, my right or your right? Oh, stage right. 
Okay. So it's like I'm imagining it's the coordinates of where the Stonewall is. I, I imagine it must be right, but that's weird. Yeah. Well, so if you want to know, Stonewall is at forty point seven three three eight degrees north, seventy four point zero zero two one degrees west. If you if you want to get there. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Pay homage. Oh, did you click on it? Mm-hmm. And then it gives you just a list of different maps you can look at it with. Well, here's here's the thing. Who uses that kind of reference to find something? What uh, coordinates? Yeah. Well, it's it's exact. What are we Doesn't... sailing ships to Stonewall in the 17th century? I don't think so. Hey, sailor. Nice case of scurvy you got. I like the way it bends your spine. I don't know what scurvy does. Are we? Are we? Since it's it's Pride Month, are we actually starting with the Wikipedia hole with Stonewall riots? No, because I can see it's all just going to be uh, LGBT stuff from that. I mean, I have a feeling. Well, we could try it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Stonewall riots. So the Stonewall riots, which every right-thinking American should already know about. Um, they, it did occur on June 28th, 1969. 69, dude. Um, they were probably upset because they had to deal with 1776, and they rioted. That's the story I'm going with. I think so. That was the year of 1776, yeah. And they were like, Hare didn't win? Hare has, has nudity. 1776 is what we're fighting against. Um, yeah, Greenwich Village. Anyway, so shall we do it? Okay, so the first link, not counting the coordinates, is gay LGBT community. Okay, so that's the first link, and coordinates doesn't count, and edit view history. So it has to actually be in the actual article. That is correct, sir. Okay. I'm just making sure. So what so I we clicked l- on that. What do we learn from their gay community? Oh, gay community redirects here, by the way. L- LGBT community. Or, or GLBT. G- well, Never I think heard I it like, called that. Like LGBT better than GLBT. Yeah, Although, GLBT sounds like a sandwich. Well, GBLT is what I get. A gross b- bacon, lettuce, tomato sandwich is because... Bacon is gross, but I, good. That cannot be. Yeah, good. It's it's gross. That's true. It is gross. One time, I thought it would be a good idea. I was going to make like a bacon sandwich. I didn't have any uh, lettuce or tomato, so I was like, fuck it. I'll just eat bacon. thought it would mm-hmm. be a good idea to, after I cooked the bacon, uh, to cook the bread in the bacon grease. Okay, I'm following you. Sounds good. It was not a good idea. I think I threw it up, but Ooh. but I it was so weird because my throat was just so coated with bacon grease. Uh, I didn't came up th- easy. It, it did come up easy, but a tip for you, uh, Martha Stewart types out there: you don't need to do that. Bacon is enough. Bacon grease not gonna not gonna add I used, anything. I used to cook bacon, and then I would cook the eggs in the bacon grease, and then I would cook hash browns in the bacon grease and they all turned out pretty good no yeah that's fine i don't know why just as i guess the bread soaks up everything it so does you're just basically drinking the grease yes that's exactly that what sense. it was um 
Whereas with the eggs and the hash browns, it just adds some flavor to it. Yeah, yeah. And they are, yeah, they're, they've got flavor. Bread, not not the most flavorful thing. What kind of bread do you eat? Do you eat white bread still, or do you eat like uh, weedy if, nutty bread? I can't eat that kind of bread, but uh, I don't eat that much bread anymore. I usually, usually use like a, a wrap. But if I eat bread, it's white bread or yeah. rye. Nothing with nuts in it or anything like that. I like rye and pumpernickel a lot. The scarlet pumpernickel? Mm-hmm. It makes me feel forbidden. The LGBT community, commonly referred to as the gay community, is a loosely defined group of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender... Yeah, we all know this. So this page is not so helpful. I thought it was... There was more letters now, though. I thought it was LGBTQ. Yeah. Lesbian, but gay... I... Nobody does the Q. That's just for outside of of Wikipedia. Yeah, the Q is kind of redundant, really. Um, Why? um, Because it stands for queen. No, I I didn't think the Q Q stood for anything but questioning. Oh, maybe that's what... Yeah, so that does make sense. Questioning. People who are questioning. Yeah, questioning, why are you LGBT? Get out of my restaurant because I'm trying to make a wedding cake for a straight wedding. Yeah. A straight white wedding. Let's be clear. I think. Those well, as Billy Idol said, all weddings are white. He did say that over and over. Gay. I was, I was listening to uh, Billy Idol song. Next link. Oh, oh, the next link for me is lesbian. What the hell is going on here? I think I knew he, there'd be arguments. I think so. The, on the wrong LGBT one. community or GLBD community, commonly referred to as a gay community, is a loosely defined group of les- oh, lesbian comes before gay. Thank you. Sorry. In all ways, lesbian comes before gay. So lesbian. Ooh, that's a big long article. I like the picture that they have. Everybody should go to the Wikipedia page and look up lesbian, and uh, you can see a nice painting of uh, Sappho and Erina in the garden at Mytilene. By Simeon Solomon. That's got to be a fake name. Oh, look, they have the sexual orientation symbol, and it's like a combination of the man and woman. It's kind of condescending. Well, let's see what we learn. Would you like to read a bit of from the lesbian Wikipedia page? This one, page? It, uh, a lesbian is a female homosexual. So already we're, we're they're dropping knowledge on us. Yes. There's not really... Uh, this is a very long article. And yeah, why is there her long. man's picture so high? This, the first actual photograph on the lesbian page, there's a couple uh, pieces of art, of, uh, but the first photograph is of a dude. Yeah. Havelock Ellis. And oh, he's, he's the, responsible for the now discredited categorization of lesbianism as a medical problem. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty... Uh... Respectful that they put his picture up there first. Wait, there, oh, is it, oh, there's the first picture of a, an actual person not painting. It goes pretty far down. Anyway. Where is it? Uh, damn, it, it must be far down because all I'm seeing is drawings, pamphlets. Yeah, he, oh, wait. This Gladys Bentley. Yeah, Gladys. I knew, actually, I, I studied Gladys Bentley. Um in my history of music class. So, that's interesting. Uh, tough life, although she was uh, she was much beloved in the Harlem community. 
Yeah, see, if we keep going down this thing, it's just going to be... Because, like, the first link on this one is homosexual. Yeah. So it's just going to keep you're, going. You're, as usual, you're sick about talking about the homos. I don't know what that means. Aren't we all homos in a way? Homo sapiens? No, we, get the, we go from homosexual, which is next, right to the ancient Greek. Ancient Greek, yeah. Homosexuality from ancient Greek. All right. So we are down a rabbit hole now. I don't know how many clicks this has been. I, I was thinking we could do like 10 clicks and see where we end up. Let's say oh, that I'm was sorry. four. Was it? Let's see. I, I will count them by using back. the back button. Uh, one. What an two, invention. The back button. Three. Uh, four. I didn't need to go back. You already knew. Ancient, I'm a little disappointed. Ancient Greek includes the forms of Greek used in ancient Greece. Okay, well, Greek is the next uh, thing, so, okay, five. Wait, I'm I'm disappointed that there's no coordinates for ancient Greece. That's oh, true. Oh, it's ancient Greek. That's right. So yeah, it's, it's the language. So Greek is, oh, the language. Now it's where it's, I, I don't know. Maybe we should have a rule that we don't click on anything that includes the word that, that was the in the previous one. So we should go back and instead of clicking on ancient um, Greek, because it's ancient Greek, let's click on ancient go Greece. To the next one, yes. Ancient. That also has ancient in it. So let's click on ancient world. We can't click on that. They can't click on any archaic period. Archaic period. There we go. Oh, it's, but it's archaic Greece, <laughs> so we can't do that either. This is a really difficult game. I didn't... Classical period? Nope. Classical. Is that, does Hel that go back to Greece as well? Hellenistic period. Well, I know Hellenistic period is going to go to Greece. Mycenaean uh, Greek. Language. language. That should be a short article. Language is the ability... What? Uh, I, I think we might be on different Wikipedias. Mine might be Wikipedia for dummies. Mine just says words you use. Oh yeah, you got the you got the edited article. Mine starts with language is the ability to acquire and use complex systems of communication. The first link, particularly the human ability to do so. Well, really, particularly, what other languages are there? I guess there's, I guess there's chimpanzees that can speak in sign language. That's true. I think they're actually gorillas. Um, they wish they're chimpanzees because so, so they could shake your hand and pull your arm right out of the socket. Yeah, gorillas could never do that. They just have too much honor. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're proud. Lang okay, so communication is the next... What are we on? So this will be six. Communication from Latin communicare, meaning to share. Huh, didn't know that. Is the act of conveying intended meaning to another entity through the use of mutually understood signs and semiotic rules. That is a bad definition. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. It seems like there'd be an easier way to say it. I think I think Wikipedia is not going for the easy way. It's going for the all-inclusive way. I guess if we went to uh, like Conservapedia, Conservapedia would be absolutely correct. So that's true. But I, I was going to say like Funk and Wagnall. Oh yeah, the uh, that band from the seventies. The imparting or exchanging of information or news. So uh, meaning is where we're going to next. Yes. Meaning. That's Another one should be short. Meaning, in parentheses, semiotics. Yeah, I guess there's other... If we hit the disambiguation, there's other meaning, maybe? And they're just talking semiotic meanings here? I don't know. Semiotics. Semiotics. Ooh, that's what we're going to next. Oh, man, that's a real rabbit hole. All right. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we just skipped over the... 
All right. I mean, you want to read some semiotics? Semiotics, also called semiotic studies, not to be confused with the Saussurean tra- tradition called so- semiology, which is a part of some is a, is a part of semiotics, is the study of meaning making, the study of sign processes and meaningful communication. This includes the studies of signs and sign processes, semiosis, indication, designation, likeness, analogy, metaphor, symbolism, signification, and communication. And in the nineties, everybody knew about semiotics, and then by the two thousands, everyone forgot. You know why, Jack A. Big into cool. semiotics. She did those. Cool. The more you know. What? I was just gonna say, poor Umberto, Umberto Echo. R.I.P. R.I.P. Umberto Eco Echo. Eco Echo. Uh. I read. Uh, I read. What was that? The name of the rose. Hmm. Way the hell back in the day, like when I was young, it was decent. And then, uh, and then later on, I tried to read one of his semiotics books. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, well, Saucerian is the first, which is going to be Ferdinand de Saucer, I'm sure. Let's see. Yes, Ferdinand de Saucer. It goes right to him. Oh, so, look at that mustache. Saucer. Saucer. Oh, he does have the stash. He's got the, he's got the Greg Norton mustache going from Husker Du. So, obviously, he was influenced by Husker Du. Oh, I thought, I thought you were saying he was in Husker Du. For all we know, he could have been. Who knows anything about them? We haven't gone to their Wikipedia page. Oh, wait. That was seven? I think this is eight. Okay. So we have two left. Yeah. So, so he was a linguist and... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Uh, well, we probably don't need to go to linguist or semiotician. He was a linguist and semiotician. His ideas laid a foundation for many significant developments, both in linguistics and semiology in the 20th century. He's widely considered one of the founders of 20th century linguistics and two, one of two major founders, together with Charles Sanders Pierce, of sem- semiotic semiology. Another guy who's impossible to read when he's not talking about politics, and even when he's talking about politics, is, oh, a uh, linguist whose name is escaping me right now from MIT. Wait, oh, Bertrand Russell? No. No. Uh, not uh, Wittgenstein. He was European. Wait, from. Oh, Noam Chomsky. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. More recent. Sorry, I could Back in the past. Couldn't think about his name at all. But yeah, he, now he's known more as a firebrand who's very, very political and uh, progressive. And uh, you know about him as far as that stuff, but that's not where he cut his teeth. No. No. He totally got his uh, teeth in the crib. Yeah, on a on an emery board. Um, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is that where he's from? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought the only thing that came out of Philadelphia was steers and queers, or questioners. I guess is really what it should be. Steers and questioners. Is there any farmland so out there? There must be, right? You guys got what the the uh, wait? Are the Amish in Pennsylvania? Yep. Yeah, that's in the central Pennsylvania. There's a lot of farmland in central Pennsylvania. And then what else do you have? You have the Amish, and you have uh, I mean, you have all those like uh, all those like 18th century kind of uh, religious people out there, right? Isn't there like yeah? There's a lot of of Mennonites of it, and shit. A lot of the Germans who came. So came to Philadelphia, didn't like what they saw, so they went to central Pennsylvania. So that's where they went. 
So that's Amish, Mennonites. What are the other ones? There's other ones too. But that is called the Pennsylvania Dutch because the I don't know who it was that decided Deutsch looked like Dutch, but that's why they're the Pennsylvania Dutch, not the Pennsylvania German. Somebody who was probably a semiotician. Somebody, mm-hmm. somebody smart because Deutsch does look like Dutch. It does. So they're the Pennsylvania Dutch. And when you think, are they from Denmark? Nope. They're from Germany. And they are, um, I don't want to say backwards, but some of those people who were Amish are kind of weird. Like recently, there was a guy in the suburb of Philadelphia who had a family. Uh, That is weird. Kids. Yep. It gets it gets a little bit more normal as more I tell it. He had a few kids and a wife. Uh, I don't know if it was officially a wife, but he was a father and there's a mother. And it turned out the mother was originally sold to him, not sold, given to him after he helped an Amish, a former formerly Amish family, out of debt and gave him a lot of money. They gave him their 15 year old daughter who he produced other children with while she was under 18 and they all lived in that house together including all the amish family's other children wait but this dude was not amish is that or was he i can't from the picture he looked like he he's either amish or crazy out of a long beard but i don't they don't say that they just said that the family was formerly amish he did not live in amish country he lived outside of philadelphia but yeah, so it does get more normal, as you were saying, mm-hmm. as it goes on. I think, uh, yeah, I remember when uh, somebody offered me their daughter, their 15-year-old daughter, um, when I helped them get out of debt. But that was a crack addict, so it's probably not the same thing. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know what the Amish stance on drugs is. So did you take the uh, the daughter? No, she she was a she's a little gamey. I was like, nah, it's not for me. There is that what's it called, Rumspringa, the period that Amish youth have where they're allowed to sow their wild oats before they're they right. become official members of the community. Yeah, they get to decide basically whether they want to go into the um, scary outside world or uh, stay with the uh, barn raising and butter churning. But in popular culture, the, the time while they're deciding is spent drinking and whoring it up. Well, sure, because that's what uh, they did that fucking reality show. Do you remember? I never oh, watched it. I never it. watched it. Okay. No. But I, what's not clear to me is that there's definitely the tradition for, for the boys. I don't know if the girls are allowed to do that as well when they become th- of age. Or I think they are, actually. Okay. So, the, so they're nice. kind of more progressive. I mean, it's too bad we didn't start with a Wikipedia page on uh, – uh, Rochambeau or whatever it's called, but yeah, Hamilton. No, I, I think they are Hamilton. Next, Charles Sanders Pierce, spell with a P. E. Oh, I wonder if it's the no. Is he it's related to Pierce. David Hyde? Oh, damn it, Charles Sanders Pierce, not Pierce. Well, that's was... just come on. That's not how you pronounce that word. For a statistician, a... you'd think. Sorry. There... There's a school, and I don't know, it doesn't look like he found it, but there's a school in Philadelphia called Pierce College, or I guess it's Pierce College. It's spelled like that, and it always bothers me because the I should be first and it should be Pierce College, but now I know it's pronounced Pierce. Well, we did learn something from our Wikipedia rabbit hole today. That You're right, I, I didn't even notice that the E came before the I, uh, which means I would be terrible as a linguist. He was an American philosopher, logician, mathematician, and scientist who's sometimes known as the father of pragmatism. 
Uh, sometimes he's known as that. Other times, he's known as that crazy-looking dude with the beard. He was educated as a chemist and employed as a scientist for 30 years. Today, he is appreciated largely for his contributions to logic, mathematics, philosophy, scientific methodology, and semiotics, and for his founding of pragmatism. But did he really found pragmatism? I would think like John Stuart Mill or somebody. I guess that's more, he's more like libertarianism, huh? I don't know, man. What's our next? Wait, we're on our last rabbit hole. Are we going to go American philosopher? How is that even going to be a, a category? Well, I guess we're going to find out. Let's see. American philosophy. See, you, Wikipedia, you trick us with your shit. And it includes a picture of the Constitutional Convention. Yeah, going back to Hamlet. I mean, I mean Hamlet, Hamilton. Going back to Hamlet, Hamlet, Hamlet. Going I back to Hamlet. Thou thinks not. I doth not think so. Oh, here's better. Um, that, that was funny because uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda posted a thing uh, that somebody shouted out uh, their car or something at him. Congratulations on Hamlet. And he was like, I wish I wrote Hamlet. <laughs> and they were like, congratulations on Hamlet. <laughs> Wait, now this is this is interesting because I never would have guessed, but. American philosophy is a philosophical activity or output of Americans, both within the United States and abroad. Oh. Are they saying that they study broads? I think so. Well, because uh, I guess semi semiotics isn't philosophy. It's a kind of philosophy, but Umberto Eco had numerous es essays about uh, striptease. Yeah. So he liked to study broads. And as most men of the time did the internet encyclopedia of philosophy notes that while it lacks a core of defining features well that's American alright American philosophy can nevertheless be seen as both reflecting and shaping collective American identity over the history of the nation oh sure I can see that that's, I, you can't bump into a stranger on the street without discussing how uh, philosophy has shaped our nation Well, th see, this was kind of not a great uh, Wikipedia rabbit hole. Well, it was it was purposely random since we start with something that wasn't a part of the game. So that is true. We started with Stonewall riots and ended up on American philosophy. So that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So, do you want to pick the next topic, or do you yeah. want to take a break? No, let's do let's do one more because we can do this pretty quick. Okay. Um, I am gonna pick. Huh. Damn. Now, not, now I'm under pressure. Uh, oh, do you, I know one to pick. You do it. Arthur Fonzarelli. All right. Arthur Fonz. Oh, there's actually a Wikipedia page on that. Fonzarelli. Man, I hate Oh, it. wow. I hate it when it starts, like, filling in the, the name, you know? And then uh -huh. you click on it, but it doesn't finish filling it in, so you just clicked on... Oh, I hate that. Yeah. You spelled it wrong. So, yeah, there is a page for Fonzie. Fonzie. Not to be confused with Fonzie with a Y. Fozzie. Fozzie with a Y. Fonzie, the band. 
So are, are we including this Fonzie as the Y as the first link, or is it the first one after the definition? I think it's got to be in the actual article. Okay, but yeah. I, this is not a part of this game, but I want to see what Fonzie with the Y is. Too. Okay. It's a French comedy film about a fish delivery man in Paris. Wait. About a fish delivery man in Paris becomes involved. All right, so I need to edit this. In a legal battle with his sperm donation children. The film is a remake of the Quebecois film Starbuck. Sounds like a film that was definitely in need of a French remake. Oh, it's Arthur Herbert Fonzarelli, so already I learned something. Herbert may be the least hip name you can think of. And that was the joke. Oh, was it? Was that on the show? I never even remember. I assume. I just assume. It had to be, yeah. If they... If they took the time to give him a middle name, Herbert. Um, and everybody remembers his catchphrase, which is not in here, but it was, Mr. Caddy! So, shockingly, the first link is to Henri Winkler. Who portrayed Arthur Herbert Fonzarelli or the Fonz. Wait, he has an order of the British Empire? He's got an OBE? Why? He's not even British. I get. I, I think the order of the British Empire is the one where you don't need to be British. They can do it to anybody. It's a knighthood that you can't yeah, it's get. Yeah, knighthood. I, did he get it for being Arthur Franzarelli, or did he get it for producing MacGyver? I, he had to get it just for, uh, just for being such a handsome man. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, he is, like, he has kind of a big nose and stuff. Like, he's not like. He definitely looks ethnic, like he's Italian. He looks Italian, which is kind of weird for the time to be like a sex symbol, I guess. But maybe not. I don't know. What the fuck am I talking about? (laughs) All right, let's go to Henri Winkler. Oh, they got a picture of him in his current day. Oh, speaking at the Foreign Office in London, which must have been when he got his... Oh, see, Henry Franklin Winkler, OBE. That's like the first. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I was looking at that. I didn't make it up. Oh, no, no, I know. I didn't know you had already gone on to Henry Winkler. So he received his honorary OBE for services to children with special educational needs and dyslexia. Well, that's nice. It is. Got nice. It in 2011. I mean, I have nothing but terrific things to say about Henry Winkler. He seems like a super duper nice guy when you hear him in interviews and stuff. And on top of that, he's. He's very funny. He can be very funny. He he showed it in um, both Children's Hospital and Arrested Development. And he has a, a nice sense of humor about his life and his career. Yes. So, yeah, I, I like Henry Winkler. I think I think everybody likes Henry Winkler. I think he's like known as like one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And I guess he... I don't know if he produced anything other than MacGyver, but he's going to be making bank this year with a remake of a MacGyver reboot. coming out and running for 25 years. I don't Will- think it's a reboot. It's a prequel. Is it really? Yeah. I never... So so the technology is going to be even worse then? I just hope that guy's not blind yet. What? Oh, in MacGyver, his boss the first few seasons was not blind, but in real life he got some kind of disease and they wrote it into the show, so he had lost his sight and they talk about it. Dana Elkar or something. Why do I remember that, but not Noam Chomsky? I don't know. You would think... That MacGyver would be able to fix that, but... It's true. All right, so OBE, 
is oh is that what's that what we're clicking on yeah oh it, wow it's in the definition yeah. first one first link so this is number three order of the british empire never no, most excellent I, I, order of the british empire thank you but i think next time we do when we pick a topic and do this we should say this is where i think it's going to go because i know for a fact when i said fonzie not in 10 million years but i said oh i think it's going to end up at order of the british empire at some point no me either and it's so the first link is order of chivalry but we're not going to go to that i don't think right because that's kind of redundant is that another oh it's just like talking about where it it, yeah i don't want to go that because that's just a part of what this is in so the first link we might click might end up being this and i don't want to click on that yeah so british so oh is what what oh british you're right that is i was looking at king george v but you are right british it's funny that we hit this right in no, a few but, weeks near the brexit uh, what is wrong with them um no because british this british goes to orders decorations and medals of the oh United it's Kingdom. not i thought it was going to go to the country okay too. Yeah, so i guess it's king george v uh, who was King of the United Kingdom, the British Dominions, and Emperor of India from May 6, 1910 until his death in 1936. Wait, was he the stutterer? No, because the stutterer was... Uh, I don't remember which king it was, but it was during the war. And he was this guy. The stutterer was the 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 younger brother, the guy who gave up the... The throne for... Uh, what's her name? Yeah. In America. Uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah, Marilyn Monroe. So you know, this is the—I guess it's a stutterer's father, though. I'm glad we remember him well enough to uh, give him a, a derogatory nickname. The stutterer. Nobody will get that. It's a REM song called "Discoverer." Um. All right. So what do we get? Oh, King of the United Kingdom. No, that's not going to do any good. British Dominions. I guess Emperor of India. Emperor of India is number four so or five. Is yeah, five I think. Um, the title Emperor Empress of India was used by the British monarchs. Th- yeah, I know, I know. Well, people who listen don't might not know. Well, During the British Raj in the Indian subcontinent from 1876 until 1948. Hey, hey, hey! What's happening, British Raj? Uh, uh-uh. uh. Um. So wait, we're not going to go British back to British monarchs, right? We're going to go. Are we going to go British Raj? No, because that's kind of redundant too. Is it? Maybe not. Let's go British Raj. Yeah, it was the rule of the crown in the Indian subcontinent between 1858 and 1947. Yeah, I think this is a legitimate next step. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we can skip British crown and go Mm -hmm. straight to Indian subcontinent, right? Oh, the subcontinent redirects here. But we didn't click on the subcontinent. We clicked on Indian subcontinent. Yeah, so why are you telling us? Yeah, I guess they just want to say we're very proud of this fact. I don't I don't see any uh, coordinates for the Indian subcontinent. Racists. Oh, that's Wikipedia. a ripoff. The Indian subcontinent, or the subcontinent, is a southern region of Asia, mostly situated on the Indian plate. What? The Indian plate? I got some Indian plates. With maize on it. What you call corn. And projecting southwards into the Indian Ocean from the Himalayas. Himalayas. Definitions of the extent of the Indian subcontinent differ. Really? But it usually includes the core lands of India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. 
Nepal, Bhutan, Sri Lanka, and the Maldives are often included as well. Maldives. The region is also called by a number of other names including South Asia, a name that is increasingly popular in academia, and the U.S. Yeah, so I hear it all the time. I'm going to South, South Asia. Asia. Ooh, this is... and So this was seven? Yes. So we got from pretty specific to very generic. Region of Asia? Region. Oh, no. reg- it's just region, yes. Region, just region. In geography, regions are areas... Be- Broadly divided by physical characteristics, physical geography, human impact characteristic, human geography, and the interaction of humanity and the environment, environmental geography. I like that you switch your voice for the uh, parenthetical phrases. Well, people need to know that it's not a part of the sentence. The more you know. Proper. That was another Jack mm-hmm. A. So, she did a lot of them. So I guess geography then. Is the next one. This is what, nine? Is it, who cares? Nope. Yeah, let's say it's nine. Um, geography is a field of science devoted to the study of the lands, the features, the inhabitants, and the phenomena of the Earth. So hmm. science is the next one. Wait, wait. Wait. Can't you, like, do a geography? What's the geography of Mars like? What? That's not. That doesn't. It says the Earth, dude, so no. Geography does not apply huh. to Mars. You know that? Yeah. Well, oh, it's called it's called Martianography. Mars Marsgraphy. Okay, so we're going to science. This science is the last one. So from Fonzie to science in ten steps. That was pretty. Yeah, this game is fun. Yeah. Science is a systematic enterprise that builds and organizes knowledge in the form of testable explanations and predictions about the universe. I predict this jukebox will turn on when I hit it. It worked. It, yeah, Fonzie knew science. It it all it all lines up. It all it comes full circle. From Fonzie to science, in ten easy steps. That should be the title of his autobiography. Fonzie's right. autobiography or Henry Winkler's? Both. Let's take a break. Yes, we will be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing. We're back with more Wikipedia rabbit, rabbit holes. Hole. Uh, WRH. So I am going to pick. Do you know, before we go to another one, do you know how the Brexit got its name? Um, yeah, because I think they decided on, or they decided to do the referendum when they're all eating breakfast, but it was, it was like somebody in Birmingham or something like one of those Northern cities. So they pronounce it all fucked up. Brexit. Going to have some Brexit. Uh, so it's not, it's not, it's not like a shortening 
for Brit British exit. It's just a weird pronunciation of breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, huh. it worked out to so that it sounded like it meant that, but yeah, no, it was all just about breakfast. And I know this is impossible, but I really like the fact that this referendum had no teeth whatsoever. So if Parliament wanted to, they could just say, fuck it. We're not going to leave the EU. We like it. I know. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. I imagine that's what's coming up. Um, it was kind of shocking to me that they voted for it. I was talking to a, a friend of mine at work, and she's from Britain. And uh, she said – she told me – I mean, I don't know if it's accurate, but she said that, like – 75% of the young people in Britain voted not to leave. Yeah, I read the same thing. It was all older people, and not only all older people, but older people outside of London. Yeah. Outside of oh. London and outside of Scotland and Northern Ireland. Right. Yeah, Scotland voted to stay. And, um, <coughs> well, I know. Now they're talking about um, Scotland and Northern Ireland seceding yeah. if it goes through, which would be kind of cool. Um but yeah, I, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's. I. I mean, I. To be honest, I didn't know enough or anything about the issue beforehand. So I've, everything I've learned is after everything blew up. Uh, I. So apparently, the people who wanted to leave were one of the big things that there was one of their big selling points, and they put had on the side of buses, and it was a huge deal that the three hundred fifty million pounds that they spend per month to go to, that goes to the EU would now go to uh, NHS. Right. And it turns out that um, even the people who said that are saying now that's that's not true. Not true. Yeah, of course it is. So it's 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 really weird how quickly they back away from the, one of the biggest claims. Well, so it's because once it becomes reality, they know that they, yeah. they don't have anything to stand on. Yeah. And it's, it is funny how much this new prime minister, so the uh, people who think it's going to be the newest uh, prime minister looks like Trump with that <sighs> weird hair. Yeah, I know. I had uh, another friend, uh, Facebook friend, post a picture of Trump next to that dude. He was like, this is the future. <laughs> well, I'm becoming more and more convinced that Trump's not going to win. So at least that's not. Well, yeah, who knows? I know. I don't think he is either. But I hope people go out and, and vote anyway. Oh, me too. But people said that the Brexit was a surprise. And I know it was a surprise, which is fine. But it's not as big of a shock as people are making it out to be because pulling up to the up to the the time was close it's just people didn't think it would happen because it was so inconceivable but the polling was still close you know what i mean it's not like oh the, the it's a it's not it's not like bernie sanders winning michigan so it's shocking it's right shock yeah i guess we'll eh, i don't know who cares it makes it makes visiting the uk cheaper that's what they say for for like a few days and then it'll be better. Yeah, it'll go back to normal. Maybe yeah. you don't you don't know what's going to happen to the pound because it's a huge deal. Yeah, but it's not going to be. It's at least two years where it's they're finally apart, and in that time, there's possibilities that you will give them better deals and then have them have a second referendum and stay, or you know who knows what's going to happen. Right, or Parliament can just vote not to leave, like you said. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I, would, I don't think that would happen, but it would be funny. It, it kind of has the same likelihood as the Republicans not letting Trump run. Yeah. People would be so pissed off. Um, yeah, well, that's the problem with democracy, isn't it? Direct democracy. Yeah, you got to let dumb people vote. Um, all right. Let's see where this... You're going to pick the topic? Yeah, let's see where this ends up. Uh, we are going to do... The replacements. 
the band, not the movie. Oh. Well, I'm out. Oh. Well, the first thing is rock. Ugh. I'm on the disambiguation page. I have, uh, you mean the Buffy Vampires, the Vampire Slayer episode? Do you mean the film? Do you mean the TV series? Do you mean the episode of Band of Brothers? Do you mean the episode of American... Man, TV shows like to use it. American Horror Story, literature, short story by Lisa Tuttle, music. I think I mean music. So the first thing is rock? Yeah, that's kind of sucky. Replacements were an American rock band formed in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1979 and are considered pioneers of alternative rock. Yeah, alternative rock. They're, uh, not, they're not around anymore? No. It says they're around in 2015, so don't be so shocked. Well, they, yeah, they toured. And then, uh, as always, Paul Westberg, kind of a dick. Um, oh, so when you click on rock, do not be surprised. It does not take you to rock. It takes you to rock music. Damn, Wikipedia. Well, I, we can't click on popular music, right? Rock music is a genre of popular music that originated as rock and roll in the United States in the 1950s. Can't do rock and roll either. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're going to go to blues? See, all right, this is a bad one. I'm, I'm skipping the replacements. Let's do something else. Okay. Because that was no good. We st- that, that was a record that we did not go too far. No, you, yeah. So you think it's just going to keep going into the same... Yeah, the same kind blues. of shit. It'll yeah. go to uh, genre. No, kind of break out when you go to genre. Music genre. Let's see. All right. Well, we're going to blues. Oh, blues is genre. Okay, so what is that? Three. Genre is mm-hmm. four. A music genre is a conventional category that identifies some pieces of music as belonging to shared tradition or set of conventions. It is to be distinguished from musical form and musical style. Although in practice, these terms are sometimes used interchangeably. So we're not going to music. We'll go to musical form. Nope. We're not going to that. Nothing with the word music in it. We're going to... Right. Uh, Can't go to genre. Motet. What? Where the fuck is that, dude? What? you got to mag- read pretty far. Magical is before far. Motet. Magical has music in the title. Motet doesn't. Uh, all right. We'll go to Motet then. I don't... It's a highly varied choral, choral musical composition. The motet was one of the preeminent polyphonic forms of Renaissance music. And polyphonic. We're going to polyphonic. Number five? Six? Five? Six. Six. In music, polyphony is one, of the, is one type of musical texture, where a texture is, generally speaking, the way that melodic, rhythmic, and harmonic aspects of a musical composition are combined to shape the overall sound and quality of the work. So texture... Is number seven. Uh, oh, but it's still about music, so let's not do texture. Um, I guess we can hard. do. No, we can't do monophony because that's. Yeah, geez, this is all going to be music. Oh, okay. Let's. Uh, we can stop if you want. Well, we could go to Middle Ages. That's also music. Oh shit! So it's all. Yeah. Okay. So. Are you still there? You pulled out your penis, so that, you stopped recording. Yeah, that was on air. Thanks. No, my uh, I pulled out my uh, my microphone on accident because I sat on it. All right. Well, you pick one for this next one because that one. Pepsi Cola. Pepsi. Pepsi. 
I typed in Pepsi Cola, it redirected me to Pepsi. Pepsi, stylized in lowercase is Pepsi. Really? I don't think I ever noticed that, that they don't use capital letters. Me either. I guess. There's E.E. Cummings fans. Formerly stylized in uppercase is Pepsi, while they used to be very anti-E.E. Cummings, is a carbonated soft drink that is produced and manufactured by PepsiCo. Carbonated. Carbonated. Two chemical processes involving carbon dioxide. The dissolution in a liquid, also known as fizz, the incorporation into chemical compounds. Ooh, how, does it, how do you carbonate things? It usually involves carbon dioxide under high pressure. When the pressure is reduced, the carbon dioxide is released from the solution in small bubbles, which cause the solution to become effervescent or fizzy. A common example of dissolving a carbon dioxide in water resulting in carbonated water. Yeah, I think we all knew that. I didn't. Okay. So the first link is carbon dioxide. Yeah, my favorite thing to breathe. Carbon dioxide, and that gives you the chemical formula, which is CO2, is a colorless and odorless gas vital to life on Earth. Are we going with gas or chemical formula? This naturally Uh, occurring chemical compound is composed of a carbon atom covalently double bonded to two oxygen atoms. I say gas. All right, we're going to gas. Um, Gas is one of the four fundamental states of matter. The others being solid, liquid, and plasma. Pure gas may be made up of individual atoms, e.g. noble gas like neon, elemental molecules made from one type of atom, e.g. oxygen. I don't think if you put parentheses, you don't need to put the e.g. Just put oxygen. Yeah. Or compound molecules made from a variety of atoms, carbon dioxide. I say for this one, we click on solid. Oh, I thought you were going to go four fundamental. Speaking of which, what is your favorite fundamental state of matter? I got to go plasma. No, plasma, you, you, I don't even know what plasma is. It's definitely solid. can't go to sleep without a solid. What? All what right. are you going to sleep on a plasma bed? A liquid? Oh, I guess I they totally have water sleep beds. on a plasma bed. Um, but no, I say don't click on the four fundamentals because there's a high likelihood that the first link will be gas, and then we're screwed. That's we'll, true. It's going to be infinite loop, but so solid. we got to go solid. Go. I don't even know what number this is. Four? Sure. Solid is one of four fun- fundamental states of matter we know. We just read it. It's characterized by structural rigidity and resistance to changes of shape or volume. Unlike, okay, so we can't go liquid. No, because it'll take us, yeah. So we'll go with... Crystalline solids? Crystalline solids. Oh, that's solid in it. Let's go with oh, metals. Yeah, right. Okay, metals. Hold on. Is this a six? Yep. A metal is a material, an element, compound, or alloy... That's typically hard, opaque, shiny, and has good electrical and thermal conductivity. I always... Opaque is one of those words that I always think is the opposite of what it is. Um, Okay, so we don't want to go element, compound, or alloy. But we could go... Wait, why don't don't we go element? What's wrong with that? Well, I think we've already been talking about elements. Okay. Electrical? Electrical. Seven. Oh, but this is electrical re- resistivity and conductivity, so it's not really wow, electrical. very specific still. So we're going to go malleable. Oh, boy. I have to go back. I don't know how to do that on this computer. But malleable goes to ductility. Uh, excuse me. Huh. So in Earth science, you're not supposed to say malleable. You're supposed to say ductility. I think malleable is a much better word. Me quack. too. Quack, quack. In material science... Materials science? How's that a science? 
Ductility is a solid material's ability to deform under tensile stress. Now, we're not going to go tensile uh, or compressive or plasticity. All right, let's go down a little. Percy William Brigman. Wait, where do you see him? He's the last sentence of the first paragraph. He worked on the... Uh, oh, there we go. Material properties are dependent on temperature and pressure. He did a Nobel Prize winning work on high pressures. All right, let's go. So you could say that he was under pressure. Doon, 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 doon. Percy Williams Bridgman. All right, so we're going to go to him. He was American. Oh, that was eight. American physicist who won the 1946 Nobel Prize in Physics for his work on the physics of high pressure. While he won that award, the king of England was speaking in stutters. And it's weird that he won the 1946 Nobel Prize because he wasn't born until 1947. But they knew. Mm -hmm. They knew what he would go on to do. He also wrote extensively on the scientific method and other aspects of the philosophy of science. So are we going to Nobel Prize in oh, Physics? Oh, he committed suicide. Of course he did. You can't know that much and be happy. I, it isn't decent for society to make a man do this thing himself. Probably this is the last day I'll be able to do it myself. He's not he wrong. Had, he had cancer, and it was very painful. And he knew things would get worse. So we're going to click on physicist? No. Cause, no, not no. physicist, because it's a list of physicists. That's not fun. Or so Nobel, Nobel Prize. Prize in Physics. You want to yeah. do that? All right. Nobel Prize in Physics. I think this is the last one, right? I guess. I've kind of lost track, but that sounds good. The Nobel Prize in Physics is a yearly award given by the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences. Yeah, we know. But what did we start with? Now I can't even remember. Pepsi Cola got us to Nobel, Nobel Prize. Prize in Physics. Wouldn't have guessed it. All right. Shall we do one last one? Sure thing. You're ch you're, you're, you, you choose one that you like, because you seem to have had bad luck. You've only chosen one, I guess. I'm going with Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Not to be confused with Dear Abby with an E, or Dear Abby's, which I assume is a band. Oh, I, I need to click on Dear Abby with an E. Do you think they're both bands? No, I, I or, think the last I'm gonna one say, is... I'm going to say Dear Abby with an E is a comic strip that's very cute with like no, real cute It's actually ears. Dear Abby, yeah, D-E-E-R. Oh, Abby. no, it's an actual thing. It has nothing to do with Dear Abby. It actually came in 1219, yeah. the original Dear Abby. It's a Cistercian monastery in Buchan, Buchan, Scotland. I don't know how they pronounce it. And you're right that the Dear Abbeys are a band, an a cappella band. And Dear Abby has, we learn here, her own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Because. <laughs> For her radio show. I never knew she had a radio show. Founded in 1956 by Pauline Phillips under the pen name Abigail Van Buren and carried on today by her daughter, Jeannie Phillips, who now owns the legal rights to the pen name. She oh, what a. What by com combining the name of the biblical figure Abigail with the last name of former President Martin Van Buren. I knew Martin Van Buren had something to do with it. Always. It all, it all goes back to Van Buren. A similar column, Ask Ann Landers, was written from 1955 to 2002 by her sister and, and evil twin sister, Epi Letterer. That is so weird that they both got advice columns. Like, what is, wait. Oh, wait. I, excuse me. I didn't actually know that they were... Rivals. They, they had a rivalry and lengthy estrangement between the two sisters. I was just kidding. I thought they were friends. It is weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what their qualifications were. Um, I, did I tell you I, I want to be a life coach? I think I'd be really good at that. 
I'm really went, good at figuring out what how other people are fucked up <laughs> and what they're doing wrong. Um, I don't think that's what life coaches do. They, they're supposed to encourage people to do better. They're not supposed to pinpoint every bad thing about someone. No, you, you have to pinpoint the bad things before you can uh, fix them. So are you going to work with someone else, or are you going to do the positive part, too? Oh, well, I mean, I have to get hire somebody to do the positive. Okay, part. so you're going to pinpoint everything that's wrong with everybody in the world, and then move them on to someone to, to, to psych them to get rid of that. Yep, that'll be $5,000, please. So basically, you're going to be one half... Or I guess you'll just be the drill sergeant part. Yeah, yeah. I'll be... Because how does that work? When you go to boot camp, the drill sergeant beats you down. Who's the one that builds you back up? Oh, nobody. Nobody builds uh, you back oh, up. So I thought that was the point. They beat you down and they built you back up, become a soldier. So no, you do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're basically on your own. So maybe the, maybe you just beat people down and they can find their way, own way up. It's it's That's going to be the new thing. I, I think it'll be big. Yeah. Just tell people about it. Oh, yeah, I'll... I'll have to come up with a new name for it, other than life coach, I guess. But, but that's how uh, that's how movements are born. You just take something and give it a slight twist. That's like Scientology, you know. It takes uh, it takes Christianity and Islam and ignores everything about them and does its own thing. About oh, I, I don't forget adding lunacy. Lunacy, yes. Well, it keeps and advice column is a column. Traditionally presented in a magazine or newspaper. Oh, we're moving so, on to advice column. Yes, I would. I would think so. Yeah. Okay. So we can skip and, column. But we will click on magazine, magazine and see if they are dying. Magazines are publications, usually periodical publications. Well, yeah, they're always periodical publications. I guess they do special issue magazines that aren't, but that are printed or electronically published. The online versions are called online magazines. <laughs> well, who put that in Wikipedia? Do you have to tell people online versions of magazines are called online magazines? Who put that in there? Let's see if we can find out. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Most publishers now provide digital versions of their print magazine titles through various online services for a fee. They are generally published on a regular schedule and contain a variety of content. No shit. Wow, this whole they thing are... is poorly written. They're generally financed by advertising. Why sell this generally business? Uh, let's see. So At its root, the word magazine refers to a collection or storage location. In the case of written publications, a collection of written articles. This explains why magazine publications sell the root word with gunpowder magazines. This is a bad, a bad Wikipedia. I like Wikipedia articles for the most part. Generally, in general, I like Wikipedia articles. I don't like this one. <laughs> uh, we should click on printed. Okay, well... Yes, let's go printed. And this is number four, I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. Printing is a process for reproducing text and images using a master form or template. Well, how do you like that? Do you think Benjamin Franklin has mentioned it at all? Well, let's find out. He's not. Mandef. Oh, no, no Benjamin Franklin. Okay. I bet Gutenberg is. Nope. Wait, uh... Did, did you find it? Because I, I searched for Steve. Did, are you thinking of a different... Oh, I was thinking of Steve. Yeah, he's not in there. Damn. It's right. a process for reproducing text images using Masterford and Template. Yeah, I already said that. What, so, But what are we going to go to next? Cylinder seals. Cylinder seals. Those were the earliest examples of printing. A cylinder seal is a small round cylinder, typically, typically about one inch in length. 
engraved with written characters or figures, scenes, or both. Used in ancient times to roll an impression onto a two-dimensional surface, generally wet clay. Did you say two-dimensional surface? Yeah. I don't know what that would be. Maybe a butler. Mm-hmm. They don't have they don't have that third dimension of free will or personality. What are we clicking on here? I guess clay. Clay. Oh, so I didn't. I didn't see that one. Ann Landers to clay. This is the last one, right? I forget. No, I think there's only seven. Okay. Uh, let's say it's eight. We'll do two more. Clay is a fine-grained natural rock or soil material that combines one or more clay minerals with traces of metal oxides and organic matter. Clays are plastic due to their water content and become hard, brittle, and non-plastic upon drying or firing. So what are we going to click on here? Plastic. Plastic. Number nine. We've got very sciencey with ours. I know. Plasticity, physics. The other ones we were not. Uh, uh, I didn't expect to be so sciencey. In physics and material sciences, plasticity describes the deformation of a solid material undergoing non-reversible changes of shape in resp- response to applied forces. So the last one we're going to do is deformation. Ooh boy! I but hope that's this engineering. Is... It's like very specific. It's in material science. So hold on. Let's go to deformation oh no never mind because there's deformation mechanics um so that's no fun because that's kind of the same and then everything's like metals soils rocks let's find something good to end on skin sure where do you see skin after bone all right i'm not seeing it but i'm just gonna type in second paragraph plastic deformation is observed with most materials particularly metals soils rocks concrete foams oh we could do foams too Bone and skin. No, let's go skin. Skin is the soft outer covering of vertebrates. Other animal coverings, such as the anthropod exoskeleton, have different developmental origin, structure, and chemical composition. And for the picture, they show a skin of an elephant. Oh, mine says skin of Dear Abby. Oh, you got the skin of Dear Abby, so it's all, like, wrinkled and withered. Well, as far as I can tell, it looks the same as an elephant, so... That's probably true. She has the same ears as an elephant, too. Can't see it under that nasty bouffant she's wearing. But um, So we started with Dear Abby, ended up on skin. Seems right. Somehow. It shows that uh, Dear Abby was a serial killer, as we all suspected. Uh-huh. She wore the skins of her victims as uh, earrings. I've read recently that there are not as many serial killers nowadays because uh, crime forensics has gotten so much better that they they catch them before they, they stop them before they get to yeah. Well, I know I had I had a friend who was like she had a real fear of serial killers and like being murdered by a serial killer and I was like I told her do you know how rare serial killers are? They're so rare that you know all their names like. It's not a thing that is likely to happen to you. But so, she was killed by a serial killer, so I oh, eat my words a little. It's terrible. I thought you were, it was going to be one of those stories where you say it's more likely to be stomped by an elephant, and then she becomes paranoid of elephants. And then the next time you see her, well, it's more likely that you'll drop out of a hot air balloon, and then she becomes paranoid about hot air balloons. And then finally she's killed by being thrown out of a hot air balloon by a sailor killing elephant. Yeah, that would have been a better story, but... Truth is never that exciting. So she really was killed by a serial killer. Yep. Which one? Dahmer. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Not Jeffrey. 
No. No. Mildred. Oh, the rare occurrence of a female serial killer. Yeah, her and Charlize Theron. It's the only two known. I mean, it's great that she's still an actress. She, so she worked. She worked uh, yeah. out her past. Yeah, she Not worked. She works that. out. It's all. It's all therapy for her. You know. How many serial killers do you think exist that are four years old? That are four years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, think any when f- they did their last crime. Oh. Not first crime, last crime. Wow. I would think, oddly enough, it would be four. Huh. It all comes together. I think most four-year-olds would be serial killers if they could. Crazy motherfuckers. I don't... You you ever listen to a four-year-old talk? My God. It's all Lego this, Lego that, Nerf gun. What the fuck are you talking about, kid? <laughs> Four-year-olds, you know, are very branded. Oh, they're all branded nowadays. Yeah, it's all that and, uh, and, uh, shit, I can't think of the name of that show. I wanted to say Zootopia, but that's not the name of it. Blue's Clues? Yeah, Blue's Clues. Zootopia is a movie that was very highly reviewed. Now, I was thinking of that one with that weird-ass-looking, uh, sloth or whatever it's called. I don't know what it is. News and Review. Oh, I don't think a child has seen that in a dog's age. Yeah, which is two years. Because it depends on the dog. Your dog doesn't live that long because you don't feed him. That's true. That's a call back to a previous episode. Yeah, to a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how you say it. The logician taught me that. Oh, uh, Desmond Tutu? Mm-hmm. All right. I think this has been... Uh... An episode, but now we can move on to recommendations. I'm going to recommend. And, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say you can go first because I don't know what I'm going to recommend. I'm going to recommend something we previously did an episode on, and then I kept watching, and I liked it uh, more the more I watched, which was Difficult People on Hulu. Is that the one I didn't like? Yeah, you didn't care for it, especially. It was with uh, Julie mm-hmm. Klausner and Billy Eichner. Although you did like, uh, what's his name, as her husband. Oh, shit, I'm blanking on his name now, but it doesn't matter. Billy Eichner got in a big Twitter war with somebody recently. It was kind of weird. Really? Was it like another celebrity or just like some idiot? Some guy, some dude I never heard of, but he was another celebrity. And apparently there's these Citibank commercials that are doing man-on-the-street interviews. and uh, So this other guy did the commercial, and Billy Eichner linked to it. And said, uh, why, don't, why, why don't you stop stealing my bits? Because it was a man on the street interview. And the guy replied, and he said, I've been doing man on the street interviews well before you have. And it was, it just went on from there. And Billy Eichner did not end up looking good. <laughs> well, it's, you kind of can't copyright man on the street interviews when you started I, I, them in the 21st century. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, I mean, he's like, well, this is the attitude you, you displayed is like my attitude. He's like, dude, you're losing here. <laughs> so it was pr- kind of funny but the, you said the first episode was it gets better after the first episode maybe I'll try try again I just don't know if I'll like it but yeah. Dick, you like the whole season I can't tell if you will either I haven't finished the season I, I'm i close though but a new season's starting soon too so like next month uh, what do I want to recommend I think I will uh, recommend something 
Uh, that's oh a, it's, a, it's a show we've 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 done many episodes about. But I'll, oh, I have a great story. Uh, anyway, I'll tell it to you off the air. Um, well, you can't I, do that. I'll recommend uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The current season, the current season on Hulu, I finally watched, and it's great. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not caught up on that at all. So I'll have to check that out again. Wait, but what's your story? You, is it something you can't tell on air? I guess it doesn't matter. This guy at work was really in, in into this band called Disco Biscuits, and I'd never heard of them. But there's an episode of Broad City where Abby goes home and says uh, she's going through all our stuff. And he's like, yeah, I love those jam bands, and this name's a bunch, including Disco Biscuits. like, wow, I know somebody who knows them. So the next time I saw him recently, I said, you know – have you ever watched Broad City? He's like, yeah, I, I like it. And he's like, uh, you know, there's a previous or recent episode where they mentioned Disco Biscuits, and I immediately thought of you because you liked them. He's like, you know, I went to high school with with someone from that show. I was like, really? Abby. I went to high school with Abby. I was like, Jesus, why don't you say that one? Do I say, did you like Broad City? Jesus, yeah. that's. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, we were friends. She was better friends with my brother, but I knew her. And uh, I watched the YouTube show, and I was like, wow, she's getting a show with Amy Poehler. That's awesome. And I've watched that. And uh, there's a wedding coming up, and she says she might be there. She's going to really try to be there. I was like, that is incredible. Very the lead, dude. Ask that dude if he if uh, he needs a date. I'll be his date. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, so he never met his, her dad before, but his dad was always friends with her dad. And they he was coming home from lunch in the city with his dad, and they, he came across the across him and he figured out who it was and he's like so that's tony danza huh <laughs> what, yeah i'd like to see what her real dad is like well we should have done a <laughs> wikipedia on abby's dad that's what we should have done I, broad city and seen where that went i said i said uh, where does he work and he said i don't know but he's wearing a suit good story um I guess that's it. Uh, you know, write to us at popculturecontinue at gmail.com. Wait, I'm going to try to do it all. Uh, like us on iTunes. Is that right? Like us on rate Facebook. Us. Rate us highly on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell your stinky friends to listen. Yeah, that's it, right? Yep. Hey. Sometimes we tell them to comment on episodes, but that is a recent addition. Yeah. I enjoyed it when Mike Morris did it. Yeah, so and Jessica's done it, and David's done it. Everybody's done it, and when they do it, it makes me smile, and that's really what you should all be working for—to make Pat smile. Yep. Wow, these are strong glasses. Oh, they're holding a lot of liquid. Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>